so uh, there's a question up there on the screen. Avery, can you tell me what that question is? Why are we here? Why are we here? That's exactly right. That's a very good question to ask all the time. So uh, have you guys ever done something that like you had no idea why you were doing it? And uh, yeah, you've done something. You had no idea why you were doing it. What did you do? What was it? Okay, so you're cleaning your cat's litter box, and you're like, well, why in the world do I have to clean my cat's litter box? Now, what, what, what does that feel like when you don't know why you're doing something? Feels kind of weird. Feels weird. That, yeah, okay, so weird is a good example. Cora, what might that feel like? Boring. It would be boring to not know why you're doing something and just be doing pointlessly. Yeah, that'd be boring. Elliot? Um, it would feel... Frustrating, like you're like, like my basement. I would be like, why am I cleaning this? It's gonna get like. It's gonna get destroyed again. Yes, if it's just gonna get destroyed again, why am I cleaning it right now? Yeah. That's what I did with my um. We were cleaning out the car. Yes. And and I also cleaned my room, and I do not know why I was doing it because I thought it would be pointless because I usually. Yeah, okay, so so you're like, why am I doing this? Because it's just going to get messy again. Yeah, Kate. Okay. Why I was, like, a year ago, we were cleaning my basement. Two hours later, it was messy again. It was messy again, yes. That's exactly right. So, like, if we don't know why, or if we're doing something that seems pointless, we don't know why we're doing it, it can be frustrating. So, uh, raise your hand if you like to ask the question, Why? Avery, raise your hand. Go Good. You like to ask the question why. Wise can go on forever. That's exactly right. Uh, do you know why we like to ask the question why? Uh, why? No. No, you don't. <laughs> the reason why we, we ask the question why oh, yeah. so much is because God made us for purpose. So God made us for purpose. He didn't make us to just do things randomly, but to have a reason behind the things that we do. So there's a definition for purpose on our screen up here, and that definition is this. Purpose is the reason why we think the things we think, believe the things we believe, and do the things we do. So you can write that down. Anything that's up on the screen, it'd be helpful for you to write down. The reason why we think the things we think believe the things we believe, and do the things that we do. Uh, so let's, uh, let's work on this a little bit. I, I have a question for you. Why uh, do your parents give you food and shelter? Kate. So we don't die. So we don't die. That, I got that one in the first service, too. That was really good. That was Elliot. Elliot said that in the first service, yeah. Uh, what about uh, any other ideas for why our parents give us food and shelter? Cora? They love us. Oh, that's very, very good. It's the right thing to do. You know, there could be any host of purposes behind uh, giving you food and shelter. Okay, so another one, we talked about this, but in The Greatest Showman, uh, P.T. Barnum, he opens a circus. Now, why in the world would he open a circus? Yes. Right. That's right. Okay, so he provided a place who, for people who were different from the rest of people, uh, and he wanted them to be valued in that place. Okay, so that's good. Uh, Elliot. Um, 
um, he needed money and he wanted his, he made a museum and his dad was like, we want something real. And then he brought all these unique people to a place where they can be like, have a home. Yeah. And then like, there's something real there instead of like, Marie Antoinette. Yeah. That's so he uh, he wanted to make money, right? Money was like one thing, but he wanted to care for his family. Like that was really, really important to him. Okay, so like we could ask these questions because there could be multiple reasons why we would do something. Uh, and so every week we're going to be answering different questions. Uh, but the question this week is why are we here? And uh, another way to ask that question is what is our purpose? So like P.T. Uh, P. Barnum's purpose in uh, opening a circus, he could have had several, right? He wanted to be famous, maybe, was one of them. He wanted to care for his family. He wants to provide a place for people who are different. He wanted to be popular. He wanted to be popular. Yeah, right? But uh, there could be any uh, purpose. But I want to take this idea of purpose, and I want to apply it to us and ask the question, what is our purpose? So that's the next, uh, that's the next slide up there. What is our purpose? purpose. And this is really the first point that we're going to talk about. So uh, in our Bibles, uh, in Mark 12, 28, can somebody read that for us? Uh, did you read it last time? No. You didn't. Cora, okay, go ahead and read it for us, Cora. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is the most important of all. Okay, good stuff. So uh, let's talk about some things we need to notice about this passage. And you can put the passage up there on the screen now. Uh, things to notice about this passage. So I want you to imagine that you are the scribe. We want to put ourselves in the shoes of the scribe. Now, do you guys know what a scribe is? Elliot and Cora know. Did Kate Avery know? Okay, so a scribe is a person who they basically write by hand scripture, like, and they're what they're doing is they're making copies of scripture. They're um, because they didn't have enough copies and they didn't have printing back in the day. They couldn't just type it up on a computer and print it. They had to write it by hand. And so when they were writing it by hand, these scribes were the guys who would write copies and copies and copies of scripture, which meant that they knew scripture better than anyone else. That's what a scribe was. But scribes have questions, and, uh, and this scribe had a question. So, uh, so it says that he came up and heard them doing what? What were they doing? Cora. They were disputing. And what does it mean to dispute? Go ahead. To argue. Okay, so uh, how do you feel when people around you argue about things? Go for it. I feel awkward because I might be friends with them. Yes, it feels awkward when people around you are arguing. Sure, uh, Cora. Uncomfortable. Yeah, it's so weird. Like when people start having these arguments and start getting mad at each, each other and you just want everybody to be happy. That can be uncomfortable, sure. Um, scared and like, like backing away feeling. Like sure. Want to be in that like I don't want to be with this conflict right now. Yeah. Like I don't know them. 
You don't, oh, okay. Okay, so like you're just like, I don't know them, okay. Avery, how do you feel about arguments? Do you like arguments? No, you don't? Okay. You got some Sometimes scared? they're a little fun to watch. They are, they are a little fun to watch sometimes. sometimes they can be. They can be really funny. They can be funny but sometimes, with, okay, but right? With kids, it's it is funny to watch kids argue. That's funny. Okay, so uh, so there are all these like possibilities for how uh, we might feel about people arguing. So um, the scribe could have been feeling any of those things in this situation, but he sees them having these disputes. Now, here's the reality. You remember earlier when we talked about things being pointless, like doing pointless things that we didn't understand? Uh, the the just before this passage. Uh, the, the Pharisees, when they were disputing with each other, they were having really pointless arguments, right? They're having these pointless arguments, things that they don't really understand. There's no purpose here. And so the scribe, he sees them having this pointless arguments, and he could, be, he could be feeling any of those things. I think he was probably just a little bit annoyed, too, like he doesn't totally understand. So we're, we're putting ourselves in his shoes, and we, we see something in the moment. We, it says that the scribe sees something. What does he see? Oh. Yes. He sees that he answered them well. That Jesus answered them well. So even when they're trying to have these pointless discussions, he sees that Jesus has good answers. Okay. So two things he sees. He sees people arguing without a purpose, and he sees a guy who has answers. And so he asks this question, which commandment is the most important of all. So can I tell you guys a secret? I'm going to tell you guys a secret that other people know, but you're going to know it now. Okay, so this is the secret. Um, When somebody tells you about something that is most important, what they're talking about is purpose. They're talking about something related to purpose. So uh, I try to think if I could tell you that. So uh, the, the two most important things, so one of the things I'm told in my job as a pastor at Village Church is that the two most important things we do at Village Church are Sunday morning worship and community groups. And so uh, we have like small groups and community groups back in Village Kids. You guys would have those groups. We would, we're doing, we're going to do a community group questions later on because we believe that community and community groups are really, really important. Uh, we also know that a lot of the things that we uh, structure in our church, the things that we choose to do, we're going to do those things because they help people get into worship and help people get into community groups. So that's a question question that we ask. So it's most important. It says something about our purpose, what we want people to do. Okay, so that's, that's that. So this guy asked this question to Jesus about what's most important. He's asking a question here about purpose. So then, uh, so I, I have a question before we go any further. What are some possible answers that people might say um, are most important to them? So if somebody says, what's most important to you? Uh, what might some people answer? Kate. Their favorite toy. Okay, so their toy, they want to protect their toys, their possessions. That might be most important to them. Yeah, Elliot. Money and jobs. Okay, that's good. So these they, these things might be most important. Avery. Fun. 
phones, right? Like people have their phones in front of them all the time, right? Avery's sitting here like, yeah, I can do it too, right? So like you look at somebody's life and you might say, yep, that's the most important thing to that person is their phone. Oh, yeah. Right. That and that's what phones can do, right? So like but you see people and you can see what's most important to them usually and that says something about their purpose. So this guy says to Jesus, "Okay, what's the most important thing?" He wants to figure out something about purpose here. And so Jesus gives him an answer. The answer is up here. So Jesus answered, "The most important is Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one." And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So if we, it, this guy's asking the most important, what's the most important thing? What's our purpose? What, what is our purpose? And then Jesus says, you shall love the Lord your God, that this is most important. Basically, like this is what you were built for. This is what you were built to do. You were built to love God. God loves us and wants us to love him. Okay, so I'm going to give you, I'm going to ask some questions. But before I ask those questions, I'm going to tell you what the answer is ahead of time. And this is what I need from you. I need you to tell me the answer. To, I need you to tell me the answer each time I ask one of these questions. So this is the answer. Because God loves people and wants people to love him. So let's say that together. Because God loves people and wants people to love him. Okay, let's say that again. Because God loves people and wants people to love him. All right, good. So uh, let's ask some questions now. Why did God save Noah and have him build the ark? Because God loves people and wants people to love him. Okay, good. Why did God save the Israelites from Egypt? Because God loves people and wants people to love him. Good. Uh, why did God forgive David? Because God loves people and wants people to love him. Okay. Why did God send prophets to his people to tell them to repent? Because God loves people and wants people to love him. Okay. Why did God send his son Jesus into the world? Okay, I think you guys get it. There is like this purpose, right, that we were built for. God loves us, but he wants us to love him. This is the purpose that he wants for us. This is how God designed us. He wants us to love him. So our question, our big picture question that we were asking at the very beginning is this. Why are we here? And the simple, simple answer is this. We are here to love God. We are here to love God. Okay, so you can write that down, and then Kate has a question. I was going to say, um, the answer to that is because we're here to learn God's Yeah, so that's like, that's one of the ways that we can love God, which we're going to talk about in just a second. But the ultimate reason that we're here is that we are here to love God. Okay, so if that's true, then the next question I have is important because uh, we, we have to figure out 
how we meet this purpose that we've been given. If we are here to love God, we have to figure out how we meet this purpose. So point number two uh, for your notes is going to be this. How do we meet our purpose? So I want you to imagine somebody hires me to do a job but doesn't give me anything to do that job. So uh, imagine somebody asks you to build a house. Somebody asks you to build a house, and this is what they say. They say, all you have to do is show up. That's it. Like, literally, just bring yourself and show up. Okay, so you do that. You say, okay, I'm going to show up. And they say, okay, now build the house. Can you do that? No. Why not? You need other people. You need people. Okay, so he hasn't given you people. That's good. All right, Kate. He just told you to come and show up. That's all that he said. He didn't tell you to bring anything. Oh, yeah. What else do you need? Um, you need the materials and stuff because you can't just build stuff with dirt. That is exactly right. You cannot just build stuff. You can. You can build stuff with dirt, but you can't build a very big house with dirt. That's good. Okay. Um, you need time. You need time, right? So he says show up tomorrow and build a house. Like you're not going to be able to build that house in one day, right? You need time. So there are all of these things that we need. You need tools. Like you can't build a house without tools, right? You need hammers and nails and all of this stuff, right? So um, so God, do you think God like gives us this purpose and then like like God gives us tools to, to live out this purpose, yeah? Like that makes sense, right? He's going to be a good boss if he has this expectation of us. God's going to give us tools to live out this purpose. So he's not just going to ask us to show up and not give us what we need to be able to do it. Now, uh, the good news is that uh, he actually has given us those tools. So let's look at the passage. It'll be up here on the screen. So if we look at this passage of scripture, what tools has God given us for this purpose of loving him? What tools has he given us? Go for it. Cora. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's given us a mind and Elliot. A soul. A soul. Okay, good. Yes, this is important. What else? What else is there? The tools in the passage. What tools in the passage do we have? Avery. Strength. Strength. Good. Okay, good. Strength, heart, soul, mind. Oh, sorry. Did I say it already? Yeah, what was the one that we didn't do yet? It was heart. It was heart. He's given us heart. So he's given us, right, heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are like tools that God has given us. So like God not only says, it's your purpose to love me, but he actually gives us tools to be able to do it really, really well. Okay, so I want to talk about, let's talk about heart and soul for a second. Heart and soul is the first one that we're going to talk about. We'll put it up on the screen here. So this is what heart is. Uh, heart, heart is the broad category. We're going to separate these into like three different categories, but heart is our first broad category, and heart is like passion, feeling, and want. Like what is, uh, what is inside of you? What are your passions? What, what feelings do you have? He's, God's saying, use these things to, be, uh, to, to love me. So if we could ask a question about heart for ourselves, that question would be, what am I passionate about? And uh, the truth that the scripture tells us is that we were built to be 
passionate about God. That's what we were built for, is to be passionate about God. So that's heart. We're going to come back and talk about these later, but let's go on to head. Okay, so head is like mind. That's what mind is in the passage there. But head is like knowledge, thoughts, and ideas. So this kind of question is, what do I seek to understand more deeply? So you might ask, answer that question like, I seek to understand like video games more deeply, or I seek to understand math more deeply, or like it could be, could be simple things, it could be complicated things, but uh, what do I seek to understand more deeply? And then the truth that the scripture tells us is this, that we were built to know and understand God. So we'll come back to that in just a second, but we'll move on to hands. And hands is like strength. That's your strength in the passage. And hands is action, service, and time. So what do I use uh, my talents and my energy for? Because the truth that the scripture tells us is that we were built to use our talents and energy for God, to love him. Okay, so you remember the definition of purpose. Who can, who, uh, we talked about it at the very beginning, but who can read that definition of purpose for me? Uh, Elliot. Okay, so when we talk about thinking, uh, out of heart, head, and hands, which category does thinking fit into? Thinking the things we think. Cora. It fits into head. Very good. Okay, so uh, doing the things we do, which category does that fit into? Avery, do you have an idea of which category that fits into? If we have heart, head, or hands... Doing the things we do, which one would that fit into? Heart, head, or hands? Heart is it was a nice try. So I'll I'll explain it so it's more clear. So hands uh, is action, service, and time. So that would be things that we do, things that we spend our time, put our energy toward, use our talents for. That's uh, that's what hands are. So when it says do the things we do, uh, that would fall more in the category of hands. So. Uh, Let's, uh, so then there's one more, believe. So what category does believe fit into? Oh, heart. heart. That's right, that's right, heart. So we'll talk more about this, but I, um, I want to just uh, talk about our tools because the reality is we can use our tools, uh, yeah. They all start with H, yes, that's very good. I'm glad you realized that. The three H's, right? And Right, so like the reason that it's that way is because the three H's are actually going to be uh, the way we structure uh, much of this, this time together. We're going to be talking about ways that we can love God with our heart, love God with our head, and love God with our hands. So um, now I have a question. Do you use these tools perfectly to love God all the time? No. Okay, good. So we, uh, um, we figured out that our tools are broken and that we often use them for the wrong things, right? We use them for things that God did not design them for. Uh, so like if we could go back to, uh, let's go back to heart. Uh, so go up. Yeah, there we go. What am I passionate about? So uh, there could be uh, an answer to this question that really has nothing to do with God, yeah? 
we could answer this question and we could point to different times where we get passionate about different things. There was a time in my life where I was really, really passionate about music and uh, that passion that I had for music had nothing to do with God. I was just passionate about music because I love music. Now, it's not wrong to be passionate about music, but that passion for music should drive me to be more passionate about God, right? So those, those two things should be connected. But if my passion for music replaces my passion for God, then that has become the point where I've used it uh, for something that I've used that tool for something I shouldn't use it for. What was that? C L A R I N E T. C L A R I N E T. Clarinet. You have enough notes? That's good. So, uh, so, so uh, let's go. Let's go ahead because there's there was the question there. What do I seek to understand deeply? So there could be things that we seek to understand deeply that aren't necessarily connected to God. They could be connected to God too, but we have to remember that it's this thing that God built us for to know and understand Him more. And then our hands. Um, what do I use my talents and energy for? Uh, but the reality is we would answer these questions probably in ways that aren't, uh, aren't always connected to God and aren't always done perfectly. And so each tool is, is broken. Each of these tools that we have is broken. Uh, we are sinful people, and that means that the, our tools, they aren't everything that they were meant to be. We're not using them in every way that they were meant to be used. And so trying to work with broken tools is hard sometimes. And so maybe for some of you, uh, you see how these tools can be broken. And uh, you need to start praying to God to help you fix these tools uh, that he's given you. Now, here's the really cool thing. Even though we have used our tools for a bunch of things that God doesn't want us to use the tools for, uh, God offers us forgiveness in Jesus. That when we place our trust in him and when we believe in him, even these tools that we've used for our own purposes or for some other purpose that, uh, that's not for God, even though we've used our tools in these ways, Jesus offers us forgiveness. But then the other thing that he does is he starts fixing our tools and starts helping us use them for the right purpose. And so it's cool that he gives us this chance and this is the thing that we get to be a part of with him. And that, honestly, that's like, that's most of what we're gonna be talking about in here is like, what does it look like for Jesus to take these tools, these broken tools that we have and help us fix them? Okay, so the so what for today. Oh, purpose, we did that already. Yeah, we can go to the next one, so what? So every week we're gonna ask this question, so what? Basically, we sat down and we talked for 20 minutes. Why did we talk? For 20 minutes what was the whole point of that why are we even here right like that's the question yeah it was about 20 minutes yeah right isn't that crazy so so what the so what is this if we don't know what our purpose is then we will serve a purpose that we were not made for and we don't want to serve a purpose that we weren't made for right that's, uh, that's the ultimate idea there. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray, and then uh, Samantha is going to come up, and she's going to lead you guys in some questions. So let's pray together. Father, I, uh, I'm just thankful for the opportunity that you've given us to uh, study your scripture together. And Lord, I pray for each person in this room that you would help us to know that our purpose is living to love you. 
And Lord, that you would help us live into that, that you would help us see how the tools that you've given us are broken, that they're not what you want them to be. Lord, but you would help us to build them, to fix these tools and to use them for the things that you desire for us. So we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.